with two weeks to go, uh, we're probably the first administration in modern history that hasn't had a major scandal in the White House. <laughs> what a joke. The Obama people got caught this week, and it looks like it goes straight to the top. Let's start here. Remember these Obama officials who told the country Trump was a traitor? What a great case officer uh, Vladimir Putin is. He knows how to handle uh, an asset, and that's what he's doing with the president. Do you still believe the president could be a Russian asset? I think it's possible. President Putin's got a very high return on his investment. He's taken a series of steps that had Vladimir Putin dictated them, he couldn't have mirrored more effectively. These horrible people were lying on national television. And they knew they were lying. They just didn't think they'd get caught. Well, we caught them. When House Republicans put them under oath in 2017, every single one of them said they'd seen no evidence of collusion. So American Patriot Rick Grinnell, acting director of national intelligence, released the transcripts of these low lives admitting there was never collusion. You ready? James Clapper, quote, never saw any direct empirical evidence. Samantha Power, I am not in possession of anything. Susan Rice, I don't recall evidence to that effect. And Andrew McCabe on the Steele dossier, uh, we have not been able to prove the accuracy. So the Obama administration wiretapped, spied on, and investigated their political opponents, and they never had any evidence of collusion. They didn't have any then, and they don't have any now, because there was no collusion. It was a frame-up. Now, what they did was they went on TV and told everybody Trump was a traitor, though. Adam Schiff did, too. These people are evil, and they're sick. I hate them for what they did to this country, and I'll never forgive them. This is a Truth Podcast, where we question everything and no topic is off limits. I got it all covered. Discover the truths about topics you were never taught in school. Learn the uncomfortable and inconvenient truths about current events, geopolitics, culture, economics, and healthcare. You're now listening to the Truth Podcast. Question everything. And now your host, Richard. As Obamagate unfolds, the Democratic Party and the mainstream media panic. Now, let's flash back to March of 2017. The deep state was leaking to the media in an attempt to take out our president. Death by a thousand leaks. But then, POTUS flipped the game on his head. He stymied the slow-moving game and threw the ball downfield, pushing the deep state back on its heels. How low has President Obama gone to tap my phones during the very sacred election process? This is Nixon slash Watergate. Bad. Or sick guy. Terrible. Just found out that Obama had my wires tapped in Trump Tower just before the victory. Nothing found. This is McCarthyism. Now, the swamp reacted as they always do. The New York Times backtracked. And by backtracked, I mean they changed the title of an older article. You see, on January 20th, of 2017, they wrote a piece entitled, Wiretapped, Data Used in Inquiry of Trump Aides. But after Trump tweeted about wiretapping, the New York Times actually went back into their archives and changed the title to Intercepted Russian Communications, Part of Inquiry into Trump's Associates. Now with the name change, 
they can join the choir and accuse Trump of making false claims. They're also covering up a crime, aren't they? In addition, by using the term intercepted, they essentially gaslighted Trump's team. But there's a bigger problem here. You know, they truly believe there are two laws, one for them and one for everyone else. These people are 100% in for the swamp. The fact that they even wrote the first title shows that they don't even think there's anything illegal about the Obama administration wiretapping the Trump campaign. After all, their team is allowed to do that, at least that's what they thought, until Trump tweeted their crime out to the world. So what did the number one Democrat at the time have to say about this back then? Well, the man should not be named. Of course, he was on his second home called CNN, and he had this to say. The president has to provide the American people, not just the Intelligence Committee, but the American people with evidence that his predecessor, former president of the United States, was guilty of breaking the law because our director of national intelligence, General Clapper, testified there was absolutely no truth to the allegation. Well, if Clapper said it's not true, then I guess it's not true. After all, he is the paragon of virtue. Little Adam Schiff said deliberately made up wiretap charges are more troubling. He believes it. Either way, I've not seen a shred of evidence. And of course, back then, Nancy Pelosi had this to chime in. She says that James Comey needs to dispel any mythology of Trump wiretap allegations. Okay, Comey, dispel this so-called mythology. Comey, was the president's statement that Obama had his wires tapped in Trump Tower a true statement? With respect to the president's tweets about alleged wiretapping directed at him by the prior administration, I have no information that supports those tweets, and we have looked carefully inside the FBI. The Department of Justice has asked me to share with you that the answer is the same for the Department of Justice and all its components. The department has no information that supports those tweets. The president accused Mr. Obama and presumably the FBI of engaging in McCarthyism. As you understand the term McCarthyism, do you think President Obama or the FBI was engaged in such conduct? I'm not going to try and characterize the, the tweets themselves. All I can tell you is we have no information that supports them. Were you engaged in McCarthyism, Director Comey? Try very hard not to engage in any isms of any kind, including, <laughs> including McCarthyism. The president uh, second stated, quote, is it legal for a sitting president to be wiretapping a race for president prior to an election? Turned down by a court earlier, a new low, unquote. Director Comey, can you answer the President's question, would it be legal for President Obama to have ordered a wiretap of Donald Trump? I'm not going to characterize or respond to the tweets themselves. I can tell you in general, as, as uh, Admiral Rodgers and I were just saying, there is a statutory framework in the United States under which courts grant permission for electronic surveillance, either in a criminal case or a national security case, based on a showing of probable cause, carefully overseen, it's a rigorous, rigorous process that involves all three branches of government, and it's one we've lived with since the late 1970s. That's how it works. So, so no individual in the United States can direct electronic surveillance of anyone. It has to go through an application process, ask a judge. The judge can then make the order. So President Obama could not unilaterally order a wiretap of anyone? No president could. 
As Q says, future proves past. Looks like we have a perjury charge in store for Comey. But Comey's not the only one in trouble. Here's what Joe DeGeneva said about Brennan. I suggest that Mr. Brennan, who loves to make comment about the process, get himself a good lawyer, not a good writer. Wait. John Brennan, the NBC News yes. paid consultant? Yes, NBC News's consultant, the former director of the Central Intelligence Agency, the most partisan hack leader of the CIA in history, needs a very, very good lawyer. Criminal lawyer? Yes, criminal lawyer. Oh, yes. He, he doesn't need a set of slip and fall lawyer, although he's going to slip and fall. Uh, he's, going to be, he's going to be in front of a grand jury shortly. Well, that's news. Yes, and it's good news. <laughs> There's not a single time you've come on where I don't feel better by the end. Thank you. And this is no exception. The Great country feels better today. <laughs> the country feels better. That's a story, and I hope that happens. He richly deserves it. Yes. Thank you, Joe. You bet. A couple of months later, after this wiretapping tweets, in August of 2017, Glenn Simpson, co-founder of Fusion GPS, had testified before the Senate that the FBI had a source spying on Trump. Now, this article was written in 2008, and it does a really good job of recalling and piecing together all the things of that event. Now, did the FBI have a spy in the Trump campaign? And I quote, Glenn Simpson did not make a mistake. Something tells me the co-founder of Fusion GPS was dead on accurate when he testified Christopher Steele told him the FBI had a human source, or for example, a spy, inside the Trump campaign as the 2016 presidential race had into a stretch run. When he realized how explosive this revelation was, Simpson walked it back. He had perhaps mischaracterized what he'd been told by Steele, the former British spy and principal author of the anti-Trump dossier he and Simpson compiled for the Clinton campaign. At a closed Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on August 22, 2017, he did not try to retract it until the uproar that followed the publication of his testimony on January 9, 2018. So basically, he says he had a spy, and of course the mainstream media, the talking heads, all these people, they're so upset about it now that he has to retract it. I mean, this, at this point, in the times that we're living in the United States, where the media basically dictates what we can and cannot say, and they determine what is true and what is false. Now, here's a PDF of what Glenn Simpson said to the Senate on August 22, 2017. Now, right here, this is Glenn Simpson speaking, and he refers to what Steele had told him. So this is about from what the perspective of Glenn Simpson answering the question of what Christopher Steele had told him. This is what he says essentially. What he told me was they had other intelligence about this matter from an internal Trump campaign source and that my understanding was that they believe Chris at this point believed Chris's information might be credible because they had other intelligence that indicated the same thing and one of those pieces of intelligence was a human source from inside the Trump campaign. Now here's a question from the lawyer, quote, And did you have any understanding then or now as to who that human intelligence source from inside the Trump campaign might have been? Unquote. Now the attorney goes in, he really doesn't want him to answer the question. He obviously wasn't feeling so comfortable, so he said this. 
People who get in the way of the Russians tend to get hurt. He's saying he's basically scared of the Russians. Now, let's think about this for a minute. So, he can write a dodgy BS dossier, which we all know is fake, accusing the Russians of interfering in our election, based off the WikiLeaks dump. So, what we have here is Glenn Simpson framing or saying this is what Russia did, writing a whole dossier about it, and then saying Trump colluded with Russia to steal the election, to hack the machines, but they can't prove hacking because they know it's fake. So now they're trying to find some other collusion. I mean, the crime of hacking in or, or taking the information, it's easy to find. Just go look at the server, but they don't want to do that. So they take the crime of stealing from the server, getting information on the server, and then making it sound like it's collusion. Like, does he know a Russian? Did he rent rooms, <laughs> tours? So it becomes this thing that just doesn't make any sense. It has nothing to do with the election. So Glenn Simpson can actually sit there and gaslight Russia and try to pin it or, or try to link it to Russia and Trump in some way or form. So he can do this, right? If he can clearly, if he can do that, then clearly he's not afraid of Russia. So this answer about people who get in the way of the Russians tend to get hurt. Well, isn't he kind of getting in the way of and getting in the way by gaslighting, accusing, falsely accusing them of working with Trump? So he's not afraid of the Russians. I mean, he's afraid of the deep state. He's afraid of the cabal. He's afraid of the mob Clinton mafia. That's who he's afraid of. And that's why he doesn't want to give up who the FBI sources are. Now, later on in the interview, another person asked a question. Quote, I believe you said that Mr. Steele had told you that the FBI had a source from inside the Trump organization, and I believe she referred to a source from inside the Trump campaign. Do you know which is the accurate? And of course, the attorney interjects. Another question is asked. So, you don't know whether it was the organization or the campaign, in other words. And Mr. Simpson responds back saying, that's correct. Meaning, he doesn't know where the source was placed. Now going back to the article, Nunez and committee staff believe they have identified such a spy. When they demanded information from this person, whose names remain unknown to the public, the Justice Department's response was, no, you're wrong. There was no spy. It was first to bloviate that the department would not be extorted. And he's talking about Rod Rosenstein. He's not wanting to give up information and, of course, protecting the FBI. On a dime, Simpson backpedaled. Fusion GPS explained to friendly media that he believed he had mischaracterized the source. He must have been talking about George Papadopoulos, not a human source, and in a sense of a willing informant or a spy, but a person attached to the campaign whose statements to an Australian diplomat have been passed to the FBI through channels that, we shall see, have not been explained. To finish off, the Washington Examiner's Byron York reported that McCabe said on more than one occasion that the FBI had worked hard to verify the dossier, telling lawmakers that the FBI had at one point sent investigators to London as part of that effort. Now fast forward to May of 2018, and news of a spy had hit the mainstream. The New York Post points to a man named Stephen Hopper, and even the New York Post is talking about this spy, this informant that they're calling him. 
Cambridge professor outed as FBI informant inside Trump's campaign. Here he is, Stephen Halper. Now, this guy has now hit prime time, and he's no longer in the shadows. He is so exposed that even Dan Bongino tweeted, what's Stephen Halper up to these days? Now, that's a great question. I wouldn't want to be him these days. And if that's not enough, more information was coming through. From wired sources in May of 2016, breaking, James Comey sent Peter Stork to London 90 days before the election to dig up dirt on President Trump. Mission codename was Crossfire Hurricane. Comey then lied about it to Congress and DOJ. New York Times. Wow, Comey lied. What a surprise. Now, recall what I just read about McCabe saying that the FBI had at one point sent investigators to London as part of that effort. So it's all tying in together. Now here, an Anon had posted a picture of a tweet by Last Refuge, and it reads, for your information, I suspect silly codename Crossfire Hurricane is a little bunk added recently for dramatic effect by a scheme team. It would have likely have been in the page struck text messages if it originated in 2016 as claimed. It does not. Now, people responded to the last refuge or to the information about Crossfire Hurricane in general by searching through the page struck text messages and finding or looking for the CH. CH meaning Crossfire Hurricane. So when you look in here, this is what you see. Here's a text right here. It says, okay, Bill is aggravating me about the debrief tomorrow. He wants me to handle the CHS and he'll do all the cases. Now this could mean Crossfire Hurricane. Now right here it says, no, I assume it's to take work off my plate. He said, since John's not in, I'll do it. But I had been doing all of CH when John was focusing on the, on the broader election stuff. I need to talk to him. So the CH has got to be codenamed for Crossfire Hurricane. Now going back to this post that Anand had posted about Last Refuge, Q responded with this, Bomb disposal team, bombs about to blow, which means, one, they knew, two, they were told, controlled, three, both, coordinated, clowns wear masks, Q. So what Q is saying here is that the news is going to start coming up with some preemptive strikes, right? They need to control the narrative. They need to not have people focus on, you know, crossfire hurricanes. So they need to, I guess, minimize it or debunk it. Oh, however, I think in my opinion, it's that Q's response has nothing to do with the last refuge. So specifically, the person, the member of the Q team who posted this may not even know who last refuge is. Now, like the New York Times, the title of the article is codenamed Crossfire Hurricane, the secret origins of the Trump investigation. This whole thing is designed to go ahead of the bomb show. It's designed to say, hey, listen, stuff is coming out, but we already have the control. We already have talked about it beforehand. Nothing to see here. Move on. They're trying to run the narrative that spying on Trump really wasn't spying, right? It's not really spying, it's counterintelligence. It's Now check out this interview from Laura Ingram. To open counterintel investigation, you don't need a criminal predicate, correct? Well, you, you don't need a criminal predicate. 
Uh, and it's one thing to say they should have, they could have, they had enough evidence to open an investigation of whether there is Russian espionage, but certainly they weren't close to being anywhere near able to say we have some evidence of espionage by people in the Trump campaign. And they never could have opened a criminal investigation based on that. And so instead, they used the excuse of counterintelligence. It's, it's, very, it's a huge scandal. Uh, it's, and you're absolutely right. It was put in that story because they knew it was going to come out. And they're trying to be able to say that's old news and that's not really a big deal. Now, Trump isn't going to let this go by. He's going to say something. So he tweeted, wow. Word seems to be coming out that the Obama FBI spied on the Trump campaign with an embedded informant. Andrew McCarthy says there's probably no doubt that there had been at least one confidential informant in the campaign. If so, this is bigger than Watergate. And you know what? He's 100% correct, as he usually is. Obamagate is going to be bigger than Watergate. Now, regarding this tweet, Clapper was asked the question, this is an extraordinary claim. Based on your experience, what is the likelihood that is true? Now check out Clapper's response. They had someone uh, uh, who was talking to them uh, in, uh, uh, in the campaign. But, you know, the focus here, and as it was with the intelligence community, is not on the campaign per se, but what the Russians were doing to try to, to instantiate themselves in the campaign or to influence or leverage it. So if there was someone that was observing that sort of thing, uh, well, that's a good thing. Now, check out Hannity's response. Yeah, where was the spy in the Hillary campaign where she did pay for Russian lies? So look, the media is so insane right now. They know the avalanche of truth is coming. I mean, this is the calm before the storm. They are so desperate that they're going to go to their good old playbook and, of course, paint Trump as the villain when the guy has been the victim and and perhaps just maybe just maybe no one will care about the truth because they're so busy hating Trump right so they went out and they lied about Trump's comments about the terms animals Trump was then responding to a question the media asked a question regarding MS-13 he had called them animals and the media and their dim pals just blatantly lied and said that Trump was calling all immigrants animals even never-Trumper Glenn Simpson was pissed about this. Take a look. But if you can drive me to the point to where I'll wear one of these stupid red hats, I'm telling you, you're making a gigantic mistake. And I welcome it. I welcome it. Because anything that gets dishonest, corrupt people that don't care about the truth at all. So what did you do yesterday? What did you do after you said, uh, oh, well, you know, Donald Trump, oh, he hates all immigrants. Look what he said, he called them animals. You just deleted the tweets. You deleted them. And then, and then you have the audacity to start furthering the conversation on, well, you know, even if he did mean that, they're not animals. Shut up. Shut up. If those animals took your daughter and did what they've done to other Americans' daughters, 
you'd call them an animal. And if they're not animals, I don't know what is. See, you know why people are done with this? Yeah, you can say Donald Trump is a bully. And you know what? Donald Trump doesn't need anybody to defend himself. Um, he, is, he is quite capable of taking care of himself. That's clear. But he's one guy. And this is the way it's beginning to appear. And it has for a while. But when you can get me to don a Make America Great Again hat, I think it's permeated everywhere. He's one guy. You're a legion of people. And don't think that I don't think at some point you might say, we are legion. You're a legion of people with global resources, 24 hours a day, hammering one man just hammering over and over and over again and you don't believe in your case you don't believe that the truth is enough you just gotta make stuff up see people are waking up and they've had enough they're tired of this nonsense plus america loves an underdog and the media has made trump an underdog so here we have a few more tweets from trump whatever happened to the server at the center of so much corruption that the Democratic National Committee refused to hand over the hard charging, except in the case of the Democrats, FBI. They broke into homes and offices early in the morning, but were afraid to take the server? That's a great question. I mean, that server is the center of really a lot of what's going on right now and what is actually being revealed in the mainstream media. And here's another tweet, May of 2018. And why hasn't the Podesta brother been charged and arrested like others after being forced to close, close down his very large and successful firm? Is it because he is a very well-connected Democrat working in the swamp of Washington, D.C.? Now, we know that when Trump tweets, it is very strategic. So, as we continue on this journey of truth, Questions will be asked, such as these. And as we have been saying for months, John Kerry, Barack Obama need to answer two simple questions. What did you both know, and when did you both know it? And I myself am very looking forward to that answer. We'll leave it right there with this episode of the Truth Podcast, Question Everything. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I'll see you right here next time on the Truth Podcast, where we question everything. Take care. God bless.